0: This, the Apostles' Creed became really what the um, the person that was being baptized. This is what they would declare. But as I've I've been reminiscing with the with this creed for I don't know a period of time. And one of the things that I want us to to focus on this morning we just we just prayed out through worship. Come, come. And what does that mean to come? What, what, who are we? Um, and one of the things I've been trying to, to bring across, even in the videos that I've been sharing, is that the church of Jesus Christ, the body of Christ, is universal. We, we become so myoptic, my myoptic, because this is where we live, so the church doesn't get much bigger than us. But the church is much bigger than us. Not only is it much bigger, but the creed that we're going to say together in just a few minutes, this creed has been recited by believers for almost 2,000 years. And today... Today, across this whole planet, this creed is being declared. And you know, when we listen to the noise that's out there, they tell us that we're divided, that the church is very sectarian and that they, 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 they and us will define ourselves as being splintered, as being this, as being that. But do you realize that what makes a Christian a Christian What makes a church a church is this creed. And we may disagree on whether you should speak in tongues or not speak in tongues. Do this, do that. There's a whole plethora of different expressions that people have, um, that people use as they connect to God. But at the core, if we're Christian, this creed is what we all believe. The church is not splintered, we're diverse. The body of Christ is one. And the body of Christ has been growing for 2,000 years. And we are a part of that today. But we didn't get where we got just the day we became a believer. Believer. we actually stepped into something that is alive and living and growing and affecting the whole earth of which many of our brothers and sisters over the centuries have laid down their lives for this. But all of us carry within us the hope and the truth of the gospel like you just said so well. In worship, praying—it's a new term. I think I'm going to start using that. We, what do you do at your church? So we worship, pray. So, can we can we put this up? Can we put the? So this, let's say this together. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to rush through this, so kind of try to cue on me as you're doing it. Because I actually want us to have Selah moments as we do this. Because it's not just something you read. It is something we are. I believe in God the Father Almighty. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried, and descended into Hades. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven and sits on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Well, when it says Catholic Church, we're not talking about the Roman Catholic Church. It's church universal. Catholic means universal. So um, don't stumble over it. Embrace it. If this was written 140 years after the resurrection, the Roman Catholic Church wasn't around yet. Didn't show up for quite a while later. So church universal. (laughs) But today we are taking the communion of the saints. This is as we remember who Jesus was and who he is and who he is yet to be. We live in the blessed hope. That life is not just my mortality here, and that's the end. But we live in the hope of the resurrection, that there is life everlasting. There there is that moment that we hold in our hearts when we know that everything will be set right, and He will be established. Forever, as Lord of all, King of kings. We don't live without faith, or we shouldn't. We call ourselves Christians. And my faith should not be centered around my particular set of circumstances in any given moment. Because it's not about what I'm doing or is being done to me. Is it about? It's about who I am in and who is in me, which you, again, prayed out already. And so we come to that place where Paul says, so what separates us from the love of Christ? And he gives us a whole list. And the reality is nothing, nothing. Even to the point where somebody may take my life they can end my mortal life. They can't take my life. That's the hope of the resurrection. So I'm going to read this through one more time, and then we'll, we'll share communion together. and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let's take communion. Jesus, we receive the body the blood that it is an eternal declaration of all that you've accomplished and all that is yet to be and lord we live in this blessed hope that in the same way that you ascended there is a time appointed when you shall descend and set right the earth as it was intended to be Give you all glory, Jesus, in this time. This is like sharing Sunday. (laughs) The spit tune. (laughs) Sure.
1: It's good to be back. Yay. Yay. It's been a while. So i just wanted to say like for those of you that were here last week for the sozo training it was amazing it was really yay right right it was amazing it was like a huge breakthrough as we were all praying and hoping for and god never disappoints we got what we wanted it was incredible um, and I took a much needed rest day the day after. Um, I used up all my words over the weekend. Um, I didn't have much of a voice again on Sunday. And um, I had experienced a little bit more pain than I had anticipated in my shoulder the next day. But. Thankfully, we have a great prayer team, and I put a call out, and everybody gathered together, and boom, by Monday, I was much better, so y'all are amazing, and and it rocked, but a lot of testimony, we had a couple of people come over from a team in Washington, D.C., And one of the ladies said, oh, my goodness, I wish we lived closer. We want to be on your team. And uh, which was a really good, like, wow, that was incredible to hear. And, of course, my response was, well, you can be. I mean, it's just a drive over the bridge. So who wouldn't want to come over here and be a part of this team, right? I may be biased, but I do think we have one of the best teams in Sozo in the region. So Anyway, it was a great, great weekend. I am thankful for everyone on the team, everyone that helped. I had a lot of help teaching, so I did not have to do all the talking. Um, so we are having, having said that, we are having Encounter next week. Uh, yay, yay. We're, we are doing Encounter next week. We do have a lot of people that are interested because of the training to come and sit and use those spiritual muscles to sit in and view sessions starting as a third chair. A lot of us are still doing second and first chair. So if you are interested in that and you have taken the training and you want to start exercising, see me or send me an email and I'll get you signed up. Or if you want to schedule a sozo, absolutely shoot me an email and we'll get you started doing that but there are a lot of exciting things happening in the sozo world we've got a children's sozo training coming up as soon as the new information comes out and we will be hosting an art sozo workshop so i hope to fill this room full of tables and people who want to participate in that so stay tuned it was a great weekend everyone that was involved thank you so much i couldn't have done it without you all (laughs)
2: glory <laughs> oh goodness say no we love hearing your voice anyway let's get ready for an offering amen oh father we just thank you today as we come lord uh with gracious hearts just willing to give back what you have given us father um there ain't much more to say than that lord you provided so much for us and what better way can we show just by providing for your kingdom father Lord, we ask that you bless this offering. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: Thought I'd go over a couple announcements before we get into... Look, she's got it. She's got it. Um, You'll have to excuse me. I got some of um, the the blood of Christ on my leg today. I was laughing because some people started the communion a little too soon (laughs) and I shook my arm when I laughed and then I got so I'm yeah in a way I guess you could say that yeah (laughs) your face was priceless um, so just a couple of quick things. Um, this month, as we're going into the fall, or you know, we're headed in that direction, we have a couple of things coming up that's super duper, duper, duper duper exciting to me. Um, one being at the end of the month, I have some friends from out of town that are coming in um, to, speak. These people mean the world to me. They've made a huge impact in my life, and I get the great pleasure of introducing you guys to them. It's Ed and Sly Pichette. They're pastors at Graceway um, Community Church in Middletown, Rhode Island, um, near Newport. Um, so every time I go up to Rhode Island, those are the people I'm with all the time, and you're going to experience another piece as to why I am the way that I am um, by you guys getting to meet them Um They've just been amazing. I've known them about 10 years now, since I was about 18, 19 years old. Um, And they've made just a huge impact. And actually, they were a very big reason that brought me back home as well. So they um, really stewarded my heart and and loved me well to bring me back here. And ever since I met them, I knew that we were going to be connected, the house and them. And now is the time. So... The last um sunday of this month they're gonna be here you do not want to miss it the things that they're doing up in rhode island i believe that we will be able to do down here in delmarva so really excited the following weekend september 3rd of course is the church picnic at trap pond cypress point which i think they changed the name of it but i'm still gonna call it cypress point and you guys probably will too <laughs> So um, that'll be Community Sunday. So one month from now, we have that coming. It's coming up real fast. I'm really, really, really pumped. Um, Another thing coming up, as usual, um, we have as one every second and fourth Wednesday evening here at the house, 7 p.m. Couples come on out. Um, We have youth, youth. (laughs) youths, Mondays, 6 to 8. That was a question, I'm sorry. Mother. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Utes. Utes group. Um, Did everybody catch that? All right, so not this coming Monday, but the following, the youth group is going to be um, helping Gateway Church, Pastor Tim's church, who is here at the end of June. Youth group's going to be helping take a bus to a trailer park to give out clothes to those who need it. So we're going to be partnering with them through youth group. So that's really exciting. Are we taking other volunteers too? Anybody who wants to help with that? Get connected with my mother Michelle Johnson in the back or shy cop up here. Cool. Oh, Thanks, Don, for the thumbs up back at me. Um, Greenwood Pantry. Yeah, it's this week. This Wednesday. This Wednesday, the ninth, 11, eleven o'clock. Greenwood Methodist. Methodist. Yeah. All right. Yes and stay cool. That would be nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> we still got a couple of days, you never know. yeah, Yeah. And with that, though, if any of you have connection to ice, they can use it Wednesday morning. Yeah. Um, so as far as Community Sunday, since we're here, I think Joe and I can kick off a little testimony as he doesn't look at me. Hither. Hither, husband. So, a couple weeks ago, we had said that Joe and I finally did find a house to rent. We moved in this past week. Non-stop moving. (laughs) Is there anything you wanted to say?
2: I don't know. (laughs) No, we've been, well, it's been awesome because we have free reign to do whatever, so we've been painting and stuff, and, you know, it's been just doing like little touch-ups here and there and getting outside prepared for you know gatherings with you guys so we're hoping to uh, set it as a place of you know fellowship and that's like what we've been wanting to do you know it's good to have like a a place where we can do that I mean we could at where we were before but it's just it's a different feeling when you know you have your own your own space even though we don't really own it it's still that sense of ownership that we have, you know, yeah. that property that, you know, Pastor Robert was talking about. Just being able to walk out in the morning is like, okay. You know, there's a different type of piece to it. Yeah. And it's like it's awesome. You know, and it, it definitely because you guys prayed for a long time. Longer than we would have hoped. But it's okay because it worked And it, it you know, everything happened in perfect timing. Um if if it wasn't for that then we wouldn't be at a place where we were able to uh, get our finances correct, Um, learn how to thrive culture, by the way, you know, this isn't, this isn't an ad for it or a infomercial, but it kind of is, is. but it is, uh, we do give, uh, you know, our success to um, being able to do thrive culture and just having a, a whole mindset change and just being able to, you know, just understand how to, how to view money, money in a different way. So it's definitely been a blessing. You know you guys are awesome. Um we we still do need a couple things. We're uh, like furniture wise. I mean if anybody is in the process of getting rid of anything, you know, and looking to get new stuff, we don't we don't discriminate. We take we need some
3: Let us check it out.
2: Yeah. Couch, dining room table. You know just the necessity stuff. <laughs> True.
3: And it's it's been funny. It's been a really unique um, transition for us. Even like just within our marriage, it was like night and day. Like we moved in, and it was like like this Tuesday's um, three years married, Joe and I. This Tuesday,
2: tree. tree,
3: tree, all the branches, all the branches, uh, tree shaker. So um, it's something you used to say randomly all the time.
2: Seen show would not you have known know that
3: dog any hooser um so we um so it's it's been really funny because you know three years married and obviously you guys know so much has happened in that three years so we were like we were driving the struggle bus man oh oh until we started stewarding what we have in all of our lives over the last year or so and everything began to change and we've now we've been having blessing after blessing after blessing and this house really being a culmination of that. And so when we moved in, it you know it for me, it feels like we're newlyweds again. Like we're we're actually seeing each other again, like there's parts of him that I really missed because of the accident, and then this bad thing, and then this bad thing, and just darkness and depression, like all these things just kept happening. And then lately he's been really coming back out. And then, oh my goodness, guys, we move into this house, and he is the funnest person in the universe. He's hilarious. We're laughing all the time. Yahtzee is like the funnest game ever. And it's just been a whole riot. And so it's funny because in some ways it's been three years. But because of a lot of that chaos, it feels like 10. Um, but at the same time, feels like we just got married this past weekend. And so that's just, you know, you guys have been with us in this whole journey. And I just think that's so celebratory. So we're hoping... I've kind of taken over and said this, but we're going to have a housewarming party um, September 9th, the second Saturday of September. Sorry. Um, Second Saturday. So what we're going to do is going to be kind of a come and go as you please thing throughout the afternoon into the evening. Um, And so as we get closer, I'll make sure you guys have more information about that because we would love for you guys to come hang out, check out the house, bless the house. And um, as we're getting more situated, we're also gonna have an Amazon um, registry for things we realize we're missing that, um, or that would be very helpful in this house. So um, I will get more information on that as we get closer. But yeah, we have a house. We're alone and our dog is with us and my mom didn't take her. Cause she got her own puppy now, uh, September 9th, pretty much from like two to eight o'clock come and go nine, 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 nine. you look like you're going to say something. I got a second. testimony. Okay.
2: All right. I got a second testimony. You can sit. So starting off, it's not going to sound like a testimony, but in all actuality, this is, um, my uncle had passed away and we had his funeral yesterday, um, you know he went through a long, a long struggle uh, since he was like 36. You know he ended up, and it's crazy. That's like everything that just happened to him. Uh, things that inflicted his health. Uh, he went through a stroke. Um, and then he ended up getting diagnosed with muscular dystrophy. And then he had a heart transplant, and then a whole, and it was like uh, something else. Oh, and then kidney failure. So he was dealing with that for 18 years, and. I remember when I first came out of Teen Challenge, and I know, like, I, I like it was just me and him, and he comes out the house, and, you know, we we get to sit and just have this talk, and I'm like, I'm just ex- expressing to him, like, my newfound, you know, faith in who Jesus is. And, like, he was explaining to me just, like, how he felt, and, like, he was kind of angry at God just for everything that was happening, and just, like, it, a lot of it, too, was just the struggle that, you know, that my aunt had to deal with, uh, just having to support him, you know, cause it was difficult. He didn't have, you know, use of like, I think it was the right side of his body. So it was like, he needed a lot of help doing a lot of things. And it was like, there's many doctor's appointments he'd have to go to. And there was a lot of stress that, you know, she went through. And I know he didn't like seeing her, you know, just stressed out all the time and not wondering you know, or wondering what's going to happen. But he kicked for, he, he kicked in and he fought for 18 years you know, and he still had joy that was in him um, because he knew the Lord before, you know, but but there's a sense where I felt like, you know, he kind of maybe diverted away from it just because of the circumstance he was going to. And, you know, by the glory of God, you know, he was able to reconcile to the father before he went home. So he, he was going to church regularly and he had a, uh, he had his own fellowship and community that was behind him. So it was, it was really cool to see that and just like be able to rejoice in that yesterday. Um, you know, just explain that to, you know, my family as well, which is really cool. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited that he gets to shake off that wheelchair and everything and be able to walk again. And, you know, even for my aunt, just being, I told her, I was like, you know, as Jesus is singing and dancing over you, you know, my uncle Robert gets to do the same thing. You know, so it's, a, it's definitely a victory in the kingdom, and I'm so glad that he isn't suffering anymore. And it's a very good testimony because we get to be reunited again, which is so cool. So, yeah.
0: so one more announcement, and then uh, this <laughs> part two. This Wednesday night, the symposium with Harold Everly starts at Eagles Nest, uh, 7 o'clock Wednesday night and then starts Thursday 9 and then goes through Thursday and then we come back Thursday night and then it'll be Friday morning. There's no registration fee. You can just come. Uh, We will receive an offering Wednesday night and Thursday night to try to cover the expenses of this. but it's gonna be fun. Harold, Harold will be the main speaker Wednesday night, Thursday night, and the final speaker Friday. And then Bob Weed, Doug Johnson, John Betts, and myself will also speak during the day. Uh, three of them will do Thursday and I'll do Friday. So I've got cleanup. But it's, um, the, the deal is not to, it's not a come for like a conference type of thing where you just listen to a bunch of us lecture the whole time. We're t- entitling it a symposium because the goal is that there's going to be a lot of interaction between those of us that are sharing ideas those and those that are there, dialogue back and forth, Q&A. Um, we're going to, especially Thursday, uh, we'll, be, we'll be breaking that up a lot. So trying something new. I think it's kind of a new flavor that's starting to emer- emerge in the kingdom right now. So, just looking at what's it like to get out on the front edge of that, <laughs> and see what this new new form looks like. So, anyway, yes, Can Harold be here Sunday? yes, and Harold will be here Sunday. Yes. So, bring people with you. Let's fill the join up on Sunday. And the air conditioner will be fixed by next Sunday. Sunday, the uh, the compressor comes in tomorrow. So, the heating and air people called me and said, well. It came. It, it got to the distributor. We could have express mailed it in and got it on Friday for another 450 bucks. But we still couldn't put it in Friday if we got it Friday. good call. Don't spend the 450 bucks. We'll just we'll just deal with it. And it's not so bad in here today, actually. So, um, yes. last tuesday of the month i'm i'm getting used to th- i haven't got used to this yet i'm working on getting used to it. i missed the last one like oh, that was today oh, I changed it if that well so that it will now be set okay no more missing or no more moving target last last tuesday of the month so the last sunday bring it here and by
4: tuesday July.
0: yeah good okay last tuesday last sunday last tuesday um I wanna, I wanted to, we're going to have Jim come up because we haven't had Jim come up and sing for us for a while, so we're getting Jim in, yeah. Um, so we're going to get him up here in a minute. And I t- mentioned something about, um, you know, singing until Jesus returns. And Jim said, I almost have enough songs for that. He said I'm a little short. No, he's just because I don't think I have that many songs, and Kathleen goes, "Have you seen his book? I think he can do it." And I'm like, "I'm pretty sure he can too. I think I think he can do it." Yep, yep. So i will have Jim come up. I want to I want to 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 make two corrections from last week on what I was saying. One, I did mention Idi Amin now. When but when I did that, I was talking about Tanzania. I was not. Implying that he was the president of Tanzania, he was in Uganda doing despicable things there. But it, the way I said it, it definitely sounded like I put the two together. And then our, our resident historian Walter also reminded me when I was talking about the, the the two professors from Harvard that are recommending that the president just, you know, the only time we follow the Supreme Court is when it agrees with us. Um, We were talking about that whole thing, um, and I said, you know, if we do that, of course, then that's moving us to this place of just a dictatorship where the courts are only there to rubber stamp, but then Walter, or he didn't remind me, I didn't know. Um, Andrew Jackson, when he was president, the Supreme Court had said that you can't just go in and take Indian land, right, that was how, he says, you just, you know, you can't, Yeah, you can't do that. You got to. There has to be agreements. And Jackson was the kind of cavalier guy, anyway. And he's like, "The heck with you! I'll just go take Indian land." So he did. So we did have one president that that overruled the Supreme Court and just said, "I don't care what you say." But we we made a course correction after that, and let's stay on that same course and actually choose the rule of law as opposed to whatever I want to do is what I should do.
4: All right, I have two. Um, One, there is a gentleman in the Greenwood community that a group of folks I know have been praying for. He was having really severe headaches. He went to Milford several times, and finally they found out, uh, I think he ended up in Christiana. Anyway, on one of the hospitals, they finally realized he had an aneurysm. And it was four centimeters at the time they first discovered it. And uh, they were keeping an eye on it because normally they don't do surgery until you're six centimeters. But he was going to Christiana and whatever they saw, they had decided that he needed surgery. So uh, not about a week or so ago, he went to the surgeon. The surgeon did another test and he came back and said, you do not need surgery. Your aneurysm is gone so that was that was awesome so prayer works folks faith works uh, and they are not churchgoers so it goes for anybody so we're hoping that this will bring him and his 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 partner to to the church and to God mostly to God there so house of praise yes that's what we're trying we've been we've been working on it Uh, another thing is uh, Gordon. He has made his uh, last trip to the oncologist for his breast cancer. He is totally clear for that. So we thank God for that. Um, that, He's still doing well. He's still seeing his doctor for the prostate cancer, but there's been nothing has come back up, up for that. So we're still believing that that will be clear too. His energy level is coming up. So he is doing so much better. So thank everyone who has been praying. Yes.
5: Good morning, brother and sister. Good morning. Um, Last Thursday, I'm having so rough. Day because I had appointment to the doctor in Georgetown. I lived in my cousin at Milford. My doctor said good news. Everything was your your kidney is fine. Everything the organ is fine. I said praise the Lord. My blood pressure was very normal, hundred seventeen over seventeen seventy something. And because I keep exercising and eat healthy food. I said, I obey you, Lord, and I'm praying for my cousin while i taking care of him. When I come back in Milford, my cousin was really, really very sick because the night before bef- before my appointment, he, he's he got a fever. And the next day when I go to the, my doctor appointments, because my doctor appointments is very early, I like to be early because I'm early bird. <laughs> <laughs> it's 8:30 in the morning. When I come back, he's hilarious. If I don't call 911, hell will be gone because he has sips sepsy sepsi. Yeah, sepsis, sepsis. I cannot pronounce it anyway. So I put eyes on his head. And I put eyes on his chest, hidden response. I said, oh, Lord, help me. I kept praying and praying and praying. He was so pale, so the ambulance picked him up and bring him to ER. So I followed them in there. And then uh, next thing you know, I, I because he was late, I, I asked the doctor, did he got another stroke? He said, no, just high fever, 110 good thing that you call us because he's gonna be gone uh, I said Jesus you're the one will will know everything I, I gave it to you so yes every day I, I pray with it what he said he was an ER and he <laughs> he pulled everything out because everything the needle the cord everything when he wake up <laughs> when he responds he wake up he was terri- terrified because he don't like hospital. He's a doctor himself. He don't like hospital. <laughs> I said, no, you stay here, honey. you got to be better. Yesterday, I feed him, and he's doing good. Because he's got um, prostate, he's got kidney failure, he's got everything, he's got diabetes. Before he left home, his glucose was low, 180 when he go to the hospital, boy, was up, uh, uh, two hundred something. I said, man, I put him in a diet at home. Now in here, it's not on diet. <laughs> he got, you got to be eat, you know, because he's getting weak. So praise the Lord. Yesterday, the urine was clear, because last Thursday the urine just like a milk, and it's terrible, and he was yelling all the time because. He's got so much pain and the narcissist was complaining. I said, Lord, you're the one who knows everything. I let you take care of him because I do the best I can to pray and asking you, but I'm not I cannot ask you no more because you're the one had a plan for him. You're the one had plan for me. Because I struggled too so much to take care of him. I said, Lord please give us a help because no aid can handle him. So now, praise the Lord, they, they say that they give me a nurse aid. When he come home and they ask me if you want to go home from the uh, recovery, I said, no, it's up to my cousin if he wants to go home or therapy. I cannot decide that. It needs to really a therapy. So praise the Lord as he's getting better. Yeah, he talked and he recognized me already. He's got dementia. And he said, how you doing last night? I said, good. How's everything in the house? I said, everything okay. I clean up and everything. I said, praise God. Thank you, Lord.
1: Actually, I have a great testimony. So, years ago um i my family and i had we would always around christmas time we would always do like fundraisers and fundri- fund drives for different organizations and the year that my mom passed we decided to gather up art supplies and give them to different organizations that were actually uh, helpful and responsible for my mom's care and that year was bay health and harrison house So we had did this huge supply drive, and we wound up taking an insane amount of art supplies to both places. Well, that kicked off a relationship with Bay Health and their volunteer coordinator, and we did it year after year, up into up, and we still do it this year. So I had always maintained a relationship with them, and I was going to volunteer with them, and then... The shutdown happened but i still maintained a relationship with them with all the art supplies because when you're in a pay when you're a patient at bay health none of that shuts down they still do art therapy and things and those of you that know me and those of you that know art know that art is very important and paramount in healing because it really does help can i get an amen yes so i got a i got a phone call i got an email from the volunteer coordinator at bay health and she said hey since you were so instrumental in this how would you like to come and start the art cart up again at Bay Health with our rehab center. And I said, "Hey, that'd be a great idea." So I go in and they interview me and I go in and I view the facility and I have a meeting with them and it's everything's going great and I sit down and I fill out the paperwork and she says, "Okay, all you have to do is go to Arc Health and blah blah blah." And I look and she said, "Yeah, just give me a copy of your vaccination, you know, vaccination." And I went That's a problem, because I'm not. And she says, what? And I said, yeah, I never got the CVAC. And she says, oh, you're kidding me. And I looked at her, and I said, hey, listen, it's not a big deal. This was a personal decision, a a personal medical decision on, on my behalf. I said, but I honestly believe that God did not bring us this far just to come this far. I said, so there's a reason. I said, so we're going we're gonna to sit. I'm going to sit on it, and I'm going to pray, and we're going to see what happens, because they had been releasing restriction after restriction up to that point. And she says, I love your optimism. I said, well, girl, I said, God can do anything. So I left, and I immediately called the prayer team. And I said, so just let's see what God does with this. Well, guess what, guys? I got an email that they just released the restriction, the CVAC restriction, and I'm going back in and I'm going to be doing the art therapy with the rehab patients at Bay Health isn't that great I mean come on won't he do it isn't that awesome I just think that's incredible so yeah so thank everybody for praying and you know everybody knows that uh, without art the earth is just eh so yeah
6: Hello, family. Uh, We'd like to share a a personal testimony about our lives and our us, um, which is us, you know, being married and then there's an us that was birthed out of that. Um, And uh, in the 10 years that we were working, we kind of put the us aside because it, it had to be at rest. And we moved here originally and moved into Heron Bay because it was a few minutes from the angola property by the bay that my father was staying at and we were called to care for him so we left everything and came we needed a house that was close to him <clears throat> that was the uh priority and walter found this house that wasn't even for sale that we lived in for 10 years and uh and in that 10 years we gave up our home Uh, And it became a full-fledged domestic violence agency, and it never felt like a home. And it just was a place where we dwelled. After my father passed, about three years later, uh, you know, after I was able to get through all that and settle everything that had to be settled, and we kind of talked after the first year and said, is there any reason we should stay where we are? And so we looked around and all and you know the value of our home versus where we were going to move it it just was like um a flat exchange from one property to the other same circumstances and and it it, there was not enough in it to motivate us and we had turned the desert into an oasis by that point uh we had orchards and we had everything you could think of that was blooming and growing there amongst the desert um and uh of uh the area that we're in <clears throat> and then things shifted, and uh, I got a um, – I started thinking about – I started hearing the Lord say to me, there's no more fruit here. I'm like, there's no more fruit? <laughs> and I, the Lord started speaking over and over saying, this is the total fruit that will be bared here It is beyond moving or growing beyond this. There is no more fruit here where you are. There's no more fruit. Now I looked at our orchards and their apples and everything, we even had cherries, (laughs) plums, which we never had before all these years. It was just so heavy and laden with fruit. It was like hanging all the orchards that we had planted. You know, the plum, the fig tree was, you know, the everything was just finally, you know. But it was a year that was amazing to us because it was bearing so much and it was so heavy. And I'm thinking, there's no more fruit here. Look what I'm seeing. (laughs) And but the Lord started speaking, saying this is as much as fruit that's going to be bared here. There's no more fruit here Then I heard him uh, whisper. You need you're in a momentum right now and you're on the cusp and it's going to change and you've got to move now. And uh, and by then Walter had found a property that he fell in love with. But the bottom line is um, we put our house up for sale, which was a lot of work, getting it ready. And we had been there for 10 years. We paid about 180,000 for it. And um, that's not talking about the improvements, but just flat out. And uh, we put it up for sale. It sold in four hours no one came to see it they bought it online they paid more than than we asked three hundred and seventy five thousand and all settlement fees and everything but they wanted us out in like three like in like six weeks and um, we were stunned and uh, and uh, our realtor said you know God must be doing something here I really believe he is because I've never seen anything like this. You hear stories about all that. He said, but this is so amazing because you got more than you wanted. And so when we figured it out, we had more than enough to move where we are now and actually buy a home and have it built. And it was for, well, I've built five, but it was first Walter's first opportunity to build his own home, his own place. And we just moved in and um at the end of uh i can't even think right now um june June. and uh so we have been um when, when we when i walk in the atmosphere is so inviting and so pleasant and so peaceful i walk in and i know i'm at home i'm in our home our forever home where the us of us dwell and nothing else other than the presence of God. And I just wanted to share that today because it has been a long journey, giving up our own home. I'm not, you know, putting a crown on my head, believe me, because I mean, I got, we got some gifts, but not nothing like that, that we were able to accomplish what we have. But in that whole process, there was, um, great sacrifice. And Walter kept telling me over and over, well, Jackie, we were called down here as laborers in the field. We weren't called down here as people who were going to put a crown on your head and sit and watch somebody else work. Um, and laborers in the field, laborers in the field. And we labored so long and so hard, giving up all that we we could and beyond that. And I just want to say God rewarded us. And I, um, I'm overwhelmed uh, because... It's so peaceful there. It's not. Uh, I'll let Walter talk now because I'm going to start crying. <laughs> uh,
7: yes, it was a journey, to say the least. Uh, we were told in We were as we sold our house. We were told, well, okay, the new house will be ready midwinter. Okay, so we were told that, and we, so we anticipating that we we were in a rental at the time and we kept driving by the property and there were trees that needed to come down and they never came down and time 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 went along time went along time went along
6: six months later
7: six months later the trees came down along with section three (laughs) of the property
6: all Uh, their trees
7: all their trees they weren't they just didn't take our trees down they took out the new section and so instead of uh, being in the property in six months, it was a year. Yeah. But once they got started, it moved. Yeah. And we were happy with the construction, the quality. And uh, so I must say that if there's goes through the sacrifice, go through the bumps, it's well worth it in the end. It's not going to be perfect, it's not going to be what you expect, but it's worth it in the end. And God knew all this, it was no surprise to him, Uh, and we just rode through through The
6: the chaos,
7: renting a house, spending money for a year that we hadn't planned on spending. <laughs> so we wanted to go to into a new house. And uh, that actually moved two times. <laughs> Once into a rental and then from the rental into the new house. And the chaos that ensued there. <laughs> and But we're finally in. And Jackie's creating her dollhouse.
6: <laughs> yeah, he always says this is my, it's my dollhouse. I can do what I want. Um, <clears throat> but I did want to say, uh, God, I, I've learned this. Uh, you know, for me, he's daddy. I've learned this over and over. <laughs> he will now allow you to give more than he, he'll give. He won't allow you to give more. He will rise up. I mean, who makes t- over $200,000 profit on a house in two years? It's unheard of. I'm sorry. And um, and after we moved, sure enough, everything started dipping and uh, rates started coming up. Um, and, you know, we were in a battle because we were trying to lock on our rate that we got. We got a lock-in for a year. Um, and then, uh, no, yeah, six months, uh, a lock-in. No, it was a year. Um, and I thought, oh, we're set. <laughs> well, it, we invested the money while we were waiting. And so we did. Be, we were able to uh, lock in two more times, you know, 30 days and 30 days, because uh, we got a settlement date that was real. Uh, but it cost us more money that we didn't have because we gave everything, you know, down payment and all that had to be in settlement fees for, you know, the whole thing was coming. We had it all figured out the money, the money that made money while we were sleeping covered the extra $7,000 we had to pay at settlement. And I just want to say that, I mean, uh, for me, the anxiety was about the finances, about the interest rate, about, you know, the payment being doable and, 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 all that. And we were, we were fighting everything also God was fighting everything that was going on in the environment. And in the fears, everybody's talking about this and talking about that. And if that interest rate moved, we couldn't, we could go there, but we couldn't go there comfortably. And even in that, God, God created a source uh, to take care of that need. Um, we were blinded to all that, um, uh, that, that how all that was. And then we ended up, I wanted XYZ in my in our savings account to do the things we needed. And I had asked for thirty thousand extra. Walter's like, oh my God. I said, Yeah, we're gonna I want thirty thousand. It didn't look like we were gonna have it. But by time it was all said and done and what we had left over and what we kept in in our investment, we had thirty thousand. And that and so we've been little by little, you know, doing the things that we need to do to the to, to the new home. Um but I did wanna say and thank you all, uh, because uh not knowing you know, what was going on and we don't have a tendency sometimes to open this side of our struggle it's always about what god's doing um, but in the midst of what god's doing he cares about us more and um i also want to invite everybody um to uh, our house blessing um come and bless our home it's on august 20th uh it's a sunday uh from like two to wherever five whatever <laughs> uh please do come in um, and, and come and see what God has done. Uh, of course it's not finished, but you're not coming there to check the dust on the rails and all. Cause don't come over. I don't want you as my friend. <laughs> We're still in the process. Uh, so, uh, but do come over, uh, pray with us, rejoice with us because I believe Walter and I have missed a lot of pieces in our life that we needed to celebrate, but we never had any <laughs> energy to celebrate. As the highlights were happening and I we are trying to reset that pace and stop and celebrate and invite our friends and and um to come and celebrate with us so we wanted to share that with you all today and Walter kept telling me you know sacrifice uh, has a, a there's a great cost for anything that's worth worth it there is great sacrifice that's required before you get there and I was thinking about you both Uh, and anybody out there in that boat just keep every day look forward don't think about just do the best you can and keep moving and somehow God is in the midst of it all because I didn't see this coming I just thought we'd be at that place and it never felt like a home to me when I came in you know, all the conversations that were there. It was was a business, and it never felt personal. There was no us in that. It was just a dwelling. But this is a place called there for us. Thank you.
8: Uh, So I want to share a testimony from uh, last week. Last Saturday, I got rear-ended in my car. And, um, you know, I just, I don't tend to stall around. i trying to get a healing, right? So I saw Claudia when I came into worship. I was like, Claudia, quick, you know, stat, lay hands on my back. Cause I do not, I did not want to come into agreement with trauma. You know, the officer had said, oh, here's your paper after the accident. So when you need to go to urgent care or the hospital and I'm like, mm, yeah, that might be something, but I'm not receiving it. I'm going to go cut my grass. And um <laughs> and then I'm like, you know i did I did bruise and everything, and there was you know I think there is also a choice in your life of like am I healed or not, move it or lose it? My dad used to say, and he made it to well in his nineties, so I just kind of went with that, and I feel great, I am not and my my car is still driving and everything. And the young man who hit me, you know, I'm not attacking him through insurance companies as my provider, okay? I, even though I would have had the, you know, so it was a collision and there was a, a boo-boo, you know. Um but I believe God keeps the best accounts and he's he's got me in that. And it'll pay out somewhere. And thanks for being a passionate place where you can let this stuff happen. I mean, we did that call and response, but I've been in congregations where you couldn't really just do all that. And then I came in here and laid on the you know laid on the pews, and and I'm just thankful to be in an expressive body of Christ. Amen. amen. Oh, amen. No, no, no. amen. 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 Whoop whoop.
9: So, I don't want to miss a chance to give glory to god <laughs> amen um, as most of you know i am um I had been looking into massage therapy school, and I went. <laughs> I went up last Wednesday to take my application and my fee and I had uh, originally I was going to go on January the 8th cuz my mom's coming in September and there cuz the first class is start in September the 11th but after talking with mom and deciding she's going to be in and out doing things, and it's only Monday through Thursday, 9.30 to 2, so and it's just going to be a short while, I decided to do September the 11th. So I rode up there on Wednesday and took my application and my fee, and I got the last seat in the day class for September the 11th. That's just another sign to me that Papa saved me a seat in that class. He's so awesome. So in the meantime, I have a praise report because um, my, um, I can't remember. No, I didn't say this. My mower, um, my, it was like brand new, bought in 217, John Deere mower, big like Cadillac of mowers, <laughs> and um, I'm mowing, and um, the, brake, the, the belt breaks, and I'm like, thank you lord because you knew this was going to happen it's no surprise to you and i'm trusting in you and it's all going to be fine and thank you thank you thank you So, two days later, I go to my friend's anniversary party, and I'm sitting across from her neighbor, and I'm telling my other friend what happened with my mower. And he says, Here, here's a card for this is a guy. He is good, he's reasonable, and he's just great. I can't say enough about him. I call him. He comes to my house in person, and he finds that it wasn't just the belt, a bracket had broken that was holding another piece. And he said, Thank God. Well, he didn't say that. I did. Thank God it didn't, because it could have destroyed the other piece that the bracket was holding, and it didn't. So when the bracket broke, it cut the belt. So he took the um, mower deck off, and and I ordered um, the parts, and he came, and he put it all back together. And w- I had also bought new blades, because he said, you need new blades. So I went ahead and I had bought new blades. He put those on. While he's waiting for his um, fiance to come with the pneumatic drill to do the blades, he fixed the electric in my garage. He uh leveled the deck i mean he just did all these extra things and he's looking at i've got a big beautiful beautiful piece of artwork of a hornet's nest (laughs) they're amazing and i'm waiting until fall to take care of it but he's looking he's like yeah we need to take care of that hornet's nest and we need to, we need to take care of this gutter, and so he's looking at all this stuff, and he's like saying, and, and he's saying, by the way, I wish I had this building because I have an old antique car, and I would love to put it in here. And I, I'm like, well, I'm sure we can work something out, you know, because it's empty. And um, so he fixed my mower. I bought the parts and paid him. He, he charged me $150, right? $150, and then the, the parts, so it's $350 to fix my mower. So then. Saturday I go to get in my car I am not letting anything steal my joy my Honda Civic and I go to I start it and I try to drive it out of them out of the garage and the power steering is gone and uh, so I called Dave and I'm and I said and I'm not thinking about it being Saturday he says I'll stop by I'm like and then I said, oh, it's Saturday. I can wait until next. He said, no, I'm out. I'll stop by. So he came, and um, he said, power steering, it's it's electric. He said, they don't work as well, but they're electric now. And um, so it may be a fuse. But He went through all these things. He's really, really good, intuitive about cars and, and engines. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. And, uh, and his fiance is about the same mechanical ability. And um, so... Um, he said, all right, he says, the last thing I can try is I'm going to stop by with my scanner. Uh, you go to church tomorrow, right? He he, knew, he he didn't know that really, but he just, because of all the, me talking about God, he's like, you go to church tomorrow, right? I'm like, yes, I do. And he's like, he's like, well, I'll stop by with my scanner and I will try to reset it. And sometimes that will work. So pray, 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 pray that i laid hands on it and i got in it this morning to see if it worked (laughs) it was still stove up so anyway i'm not letting anything steal my joy i said the same thing lord thank you you didn't this didn't surprise you you knew it was going to happen and you are just so awesome and he's going to do it so amen right amen
10: um please um i have a testimony but i'll get into it in a minute uh please continue to keep haiti in your prayers um you may have heard about the american nurse um and her daughter um i think it's going up to over two weeks um at this point uh this point since they were kidnapped in haiti um there is um finally some movement um on the, Pastor Robert and I talked about this on Sunday as far as um with the u n with um sending a, a multinational uh force uh, to haiti um the African country of Kenya um has volunteered um to uh, send about a thousand uh one thousand police um military police there there are some other countries uh, like jamaica and uh, other countries um, who have volunteered as well um, the u s um, will not um, be sending uh, soldiers or military police um, it it's got it's gotten mixed mixed reactions um, and I can tell you uh, from my perspective i think it's it's the equivalent of um When you're like you're having a really severe pain and you take like a a really heavy dose of Tylenol or Advil, um, one of those painkillers, it doesn't. It it will it will numb the pain for some time, but if it's not fixed, you will be back in the ER fairly soon enough, and. You know, you don't need to have a PhD in history to know that Haiti's been going through this for quite some time. You know, Um, after, um, you know, we can go by like 2003 when they sent the United Nations. Um, Sometime after that they left and we're still here. Even before that, 1991, 1987. um, You know, uh, even 1915, which was the first U.S. military intervention in Haiti. Uh, We've seen that movie a few times to actually know how it could play out. But uh, I still want to encourage you to be in prayer because when those missions fail, people are still hurting. People are still in pain. And I think ultimately, if you put the politics aside... Um, the unf- unfortunate part about it is that a lot of people are hungry. It's 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 not just the uh, fact that you know there's the kidnapping, um, but people are hungry. You know, the United Nations, uh, one of their agencies, the World Food Program, uh, did a report recently where um countries that um, normally support them in terms of um, mem- UN members um, have decreased their support, but on the other hand, the number of people that are depending on them to for their um, like to provide food, that number that number has increased. So you know, you have on route nine. And Louis, um, they ha- they are not accepting applications yet, um, but um, starting in October, um, you um, senior citizens and the community will be able to uh, to apply for that. Um, also, um, you may not have heard of this yet, but there is a um, a program called uh, the Springboard Collaborative. Um, they um, um, had recently created a pallet village in Georgetown where a lot of people who used to be homeless in Georgetown, they, they now have a place where they can stay. Um, there are talks, um, for instance, the event, an event that happened on Friday, the mayor of Milford was there there are talks about repl- replicating that in uh, Milford and Seaford and some other towns. Um, if you would like to support the ones, the, the the one that they have already started in Georgetown, there are ways to do that. If you would like to be involved in what they will be doing in Milford and Seaford as well, um, it's also possible um, because they are mostly helping, again, as I said, people used to be homeless, but also helping them with getting jobs, um, get, getting into transitional programs. Um, it's, it's definitely, um, definitely good causes to be involved in. Um, and, uh, I'll finish with this. So I, um, uh, will be starting my doctoral program, um, and, in, in a couple weeks. Um, thank you. Thank you. So, Um, I will be doing a doctor of ministry uh, with a concentration in chaplaincy. Um, Normally it takes about three years, but that's if you do it full time. I think for me, a lot of things that are happening right now in my life, starting the doctoral program, uh, being involved in the community and the position it's asked me to um, take a step back and say, when you dreamed this five, ten years ago, what did you, what did you envision that it would look like? Because sometimes we pray about things and we get there, but we don't really realize this is what you've been praying for. You are, you know, you are actually there. You know, and sometimes I think God looks at it and says, yeah, this is, it's happening right now. You know, it's, and the most, again, we say this in the most humble way possible. But I think it's good when God answers our prayers to be able to take a step back and say, yeah, Yeah. it's happening. You know, which... God does have a sense of humor. I was on TV on Friday. <laughs> but it actually didn't happen in the way that I, I thought it would. Because, <laughs> you know, we knew there would be press at the event. I just, you know, I think I just all right. Um, And <laughs> so when I got home, I'm looking back at the footage on WBOC at their 7 p.m. news program. I was like, oh, I'm on TV. <laughs> so... Bless Sunday, y'all.
11: We are trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> no, but, um, so Reports from Cambridge. Um, I haven't went back there yet. But um, so the lady we prayed for was supposed to have back surgery. She canceled it just off of that service and hasn't had any issues since. That was one... um, I gave the pastor. You know, when I invited you, you near know, I told her, I was, what, the spirit of holiness. And Of course, I had no idea why, because I'm I'm the type of person to where when it's, when the husband gives me something, sometimes I'm like, "What are you trying to say? She's a pastor, right? Spirit, you, like, <laughs> what you mean, holiness? Like, ain't she already holy? <laughs> you know, kind of like, you, know that, you know, that's just that was just the, my Rodney's brain. You know how Rodney. You Neither know, functions, you know. You know. So my thing was like, okay, I'm gonna take Pastor Bob Hayes' thing. I don't know what this means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I, I don't know what this means. So, uh, but she said she had just got finished reading a book when I said it that was about the spirit of holiness. Wow. Okay. Wow. You know. um You know. There, that one and another lady to where after I had to basically to someone interpret their dream. Um, but that came about when Spirit told me to share my dream with another lady. And of course um, so basically used my dream to give her understanding of her life situation, what was going on. But yet then that brought up another lady after service who had the dream of storms, tornadoes. Um, but in her, she was taken to a graveyard, you know, um, but then she came out, you know, I mean, so of course her understanding was negative, you know, I'm so like, well, here's the thing, you know, most of the here tornadoes, we think it's negative, but yet God's manifest presence is a cloud and it's a stormy cloud. Right. So basically it's something that would cause fear. So the presence of God actually caused dread and terror. And, um, you know, you know, so Ashley was telling me, so I started explaining some things to her down. Like, well, here's the thing. So NATO taking you to the graveyard and you coming out. There were there, wasn't, there things that needed to die. that weren't dead yet. You know, it like, like, so that's basically what it was like. He was taking you there to get to bury some things. You know, and, re, and, and basically, he was restoring you to new life. And, um, let me, yeah, and so from there, so I found out that she wants me to come back, but it's for a dream interpretation um, tent. So I guess it's going to be a community thing. And, you, know, you know, so I'm kind of like, all right, God, I guess I'm really going to be stretching that, you know, that interpretation muscle. You know, um, you know but, that, but I was reminded, you know, that I never had anybody come back and tell me anything was wrong that I said. In fact, most people are like, oh, I didn't see that. Or yet, my understanding of the dream actually made more sense to others than they receive from other people. Yeah. You know, and you know, so, I, so his just took me back to where when I got rid of every interpretation book. And the reason was, I was interpreting dreams before I had the books, so I felt myself relying on the books, you know. And I stopped dreaming. You, you know, so it, was, so it wasn't you know, it was like, well, you're depending on the books, you know. And you know, so I got rid of the books, you know. And the interpretation started, started dreaming again. The understanding started just coming again, you know. Um. You know, but then I was, you know, he reminded me of the experience I had with Pastor Muncie, it was where I used the book, I gave him the understanding. I went home, I and I, I knew something wasn't right. So I came back to him like, hey, I apologize. The interpretation was wrong. I said, I use the book. So then I said, but this is what I'm getting. He was like, yes, that makes sense. <laughs> he was like, he was like... Really you know, and... Yeah, yeah and I, I mean, and so if, I mean, so for it's kind of like so I had to take that step to where it's like, okay, like so everything where all these people interpreting dreams online, are like get yourself good interpretation books, and boom, you know, to where I'm kind of like, you no, know, it's kind of if it's, and it's a gift. So I know that I had the gift to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and if, with my family, I. Seeing my mom happy again, you know. I remember telling sharing with Pastor Hayes, you know, seeing her smile, you know, and laugh, and you know, which is good. Um, and the thing was, we went through with my dad after everything. Like we all talked, it's kind of like we all knew what was going to happen, but yet we all. Kept the same faith, so it's kind of like, all right, you know. It's kind of we're all sensing that he's going to go. The father is calling him home. Mm -hmm. But then still, they had the faith. Well, just maybe, you know, like just maybe, you know. But then, um, I remember I told, believe I told my brother. And Della. but the answer, and the answer, need to my mom. The, um, when he started losing weight, one he was losing weight purposely, diabetic, and he was feeling good, but I just walked in one day, and admitted the Holy Spirit, cancer. So of course I'm like, no, 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 that's that's the natural, that's my head, that's you know, you know, I was just resisting, you know, what immediately what I perceived when I walked in. You know, um you know, and, and so you know. So it's kind of like, you know, just you know, so just it's happened a lot. A lot of times, you know, just know the Holy Spirit is giving things quickly in situations. You know, and learning not to because it's not a good report <laughs> to accept it. You know, not reject. Oh, this is just the devil. This is just. The mind, my flesh, you know I'm, I'm seeing something and boom, because actually there are times where the Lord Holy Spirit actually is showing us what is going on, and it's what's going on, it's not pretty, it's not good, and we can blame that it's demonic or you know or whatever you know the excuse is, but it's actually Holy Spirit being real, yeah. you know, guess what I in the situation the Holy Spirit was, let me know. Cancer yeah. you know and of course I'm um, you know I, I I wasn't doing no spiritual warfare against the thought <laughs> mm-hmm. you know but it would have been terrible if I was you know after after hearing the diagnosis what came out what I mean but it's a journey you know and ironically I was sharing with Pastor Muncie even like ages it was the transition, because he was transitioning, so that I could even the more transition to where God wants me at. And so, um, it's kind of like the whole story. You know, it was something that needed to happen, you know, because what he wanted to do for the family, my father, they had reached his reached the limit. You know, he was like, but what he wants to do. I, you know, it's for me to get the family there, you know, and I just want to thank you all for your prayers, you know, your support. Financially, things are getting better because everything was three months behind with the family, with them. Um, he was saying things were good, but probably the whole memory you know, because um, we didn't know it. Had, I didn't know he had spread that bad. You know, um, you know, it was even, you know, it really hit the night when we went two in the morning. I got a phone call to go clean him up, help my mom. He said, "Get, him, get him, move him into the living room." He has the walker; he's bumping everything. I'm like, "Can you see?" Yeah, yeah, baby, yeah, yeah. I can see. And he bumps to something else, and I'm like, you sure you can see? <laughs> like, you, know, you know, He's like, yeah, 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 you know, he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, and we go up in there, and I'm like, you know, I really, I knew, it was like, no, he can't see. You know, he just, you know, he didn't want to bother me. You know, then the moment where we were all, me, him, we were all crying. You know, so I asked him, I said, what's wrong Are you, are you afraid? He said, no. You know, I said, what's wrong? He was like, you, y'all really do love me. You know, was when I actually looked at him. You know, I was like, well, you did your part. You raised us. Now we're doing our part. You know, I so, said, so I'm going to laugh if you, cry with you. My brother's like, yeah, like you're doing right now. You <laughs> know, that's what he said. You know, you know. I mean, but honestly, like I said at the funeral, taking a pay cut to be there for family was the best decision I ever made. Right. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I made a decision, even with talking to the months, you know, it's like, I wanted to be a better son in the natural and to be a better spiritual son to my heavenly father and to be a better son to him, being be more available for the house. You know, and I will never regret that decision. If I didn't make it, I probably would regret <laughs> you know, if I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So just continue to Keep my family in your prayers and blessings. And honestly, we are stronger than what we ever thought we were. Yeah, <clears throat> you that know, we get people asking like, "How's the family doing?" I'm like, considering losing my father and son the same night, I'm half apart. I'm like, amazingly and surprisingly good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like as like yeah, like i was, surprisingly we're good.
0: It. Open your Bibles to Leviticus chapter 1. Oh, see, when I talk about Leviticus, they, they pop up. Yeah.
7: I just want to say, uh, we just celebrated 35 years. So, and part of it is because of this family, too. I mean, the prayers that you guys have given us. I mean, mainly God, just us trusting in God. But we just want to thank you. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay.
0: See, Joe and Amanda have now released over the church. It feels like we just got married. Hey. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, as my wife told a group of ladies that she works with, shes my husband always says, "The couple that nap together stay together. Now, napping for us is not necessarily sleeping. Um, but yeah, like, hey, I, I kind of think it's time to take a nap. Yeah, so anyway, but anyway, this family, the couple that nap together stay together. Just let that be it) um, Lots of everybody. Thank you for the testimonies. I mean, it's just awesome what the Lord is doing. You know, because we we live in the tension of things that are undone and things that are being completed. But we but there's not a the finish line isn't right now. These are just as one thing's completed, another thing arrives on the horizon that starts to be, and we don't we don't see the whole timeline laid out and yet the father is doing things abundantly beyond everything that we can think or imagine he's already run ahead of it he's run ahead of it he's like just come on let's go let's go you know sometimes I feel like with him I'm like the the little kid and it's my first time to the zoo and he's taken me to the zoo and I'm I get all caught up with the animal that I'm looking at it, what it's doing, and he's like, no, come on, let's come on over here, come over here, because he's enjoying watching us discover. Yeah. Yes. It gives him great joy, because in his providence, he's the one that put it out there in front of us for us to discover anyway. Mm-hmm. So whether it's about my own heart, about husband and wife as a, our hearts, With our children, with what we do, with our dreams, whatever it is, he continually unfolds it and unfolds it. Um, This, uh, and with this I'll say amen, but um, so we've been running the B&B for five years. And, you know, you open a business and then you start the business right in the middle of a pandemic. It's like not exactly smart planning. The nice thing was we didn't need the money to keep our head above water. It was all extra stuff. So we were okay. But I've been watching what's been happening with our guests over the five-year period, especially when we got to the pandemic, why people were coming at that time, how they were, um, you know, what they were talking about, what they were concerned about, even how we had to kind of adjust things in the house to create the, you know, say, you know, give them the sense there's a safe environment here, that kind of thing. Um, this year, I feel like people have turned a corner, and the people that are coming this year are more just people that are out on holiday and are coming in for a weekend, or and we're having people stay longer, which, again, is different. Um, so it's just a whole different atmosphere this summer running the inn, the other thing that I've noticed is this summer, at least, we're having far more Christians show up at the inn than we've had at any time since we've been doing it. Like this, uh, this our guest just these last couple days was a Episcopal priest. And she was, her daughters were over in New Jersey with friends, and so she she picked us because it's she saw the name Iona. And she knows about... Iona in Scotland and she like, I've always wanted to go to Iona this isn't Scotland but I think I'm gonna go check out this Iona uh, which was really fun um, and it ended up being this three days whenever especially around breakfast I think she was trying to just um, rest herself so we weren't with her a lot but around the breakfast table we had some incredible conversations, uh, just like comparing. What's it like to be an Episcopal priest? What was it like to be a pastor of a charismatic church? What's the what's the differences? And when I read at the beginning of today about the, the Apostles' Creed, I said I've I've been meditating on that now for, for quite a while. And it was it solidified in me this whole idea here I am talking with an Episcopal priest, we, we could have found multiple things to be in disagreement about. Instead, we ended up sitting at a table and laughing and crying together about who Christ is in our life. Her expression is very different than my expression, but we both could see the, the beauty in each other's journey. You know, that as an Episcopalian, what what you bring to the table, I don't, have, I don't have that experience as a charismatic. We just showed up, not that long ago. These, the, the, the traditions that the Episcopal Church or you know, any, you know, those, those churches, the traditions that they bring with them have been there for a long time. They've stood the test of time on the charismatic side we're still seeing what will stand the test of time you know um, and like when I did uh, Sarah Jump's wedding just last week um, I shared it with a a Catholic priest and at the end he had asked about can I can I read a blessing over the couple I'm thinking you know in charismatic circles we're going to say a blessing at the end of something it's pretty short we might throw in some tongues you know but as it's gonna be concise. So I said, his name is Larry. I said to Larry, I said, sure. He did the vows and he did this blessing, and I did the rest of the service. So I'm holding the mic for him as he's holding as he opens the book. Right? Now this blessing that he gave to Sarah and Aaron was two full pages small print. <laughs> and he read the whole thing. And I'm I'm holding the mic. Reading along, you know, I'm tracking with him as he's reading. One, I'm like, this is one of the longest blessings I've ever seen. (laughs) And as he got going, it covered everything from birth to death and everything in between (laughs) over this couple. Their family, you know, it it declared who Christ was. It declared his goodness, uh, on and on. Two pages, and I'm thinking... I need to get a copy of this I don't think I'm going to read the full two pages but I can pull excerpts out and stick into some things I'm doing and then I had this personal revelation about how early on when I first became a believer one the Catholic Church was the arch enemy on the planet right it was the cult it was this it was that it was all that stuff um, and um, uh, it, you know all that so anyway I, I'm, I have this flashback to a lot of things that I have said in the past about denominational, especially liturgical churches. Because you know, if, if, if it's printed in a book and you just read it, obviously it has no meaning and it can have no impact. It takes the power of us charismatics, Holy Ghost anointed, spur of the moment, just get it out there. That's the real deal not something in a book, right? And so as he's reading his blessing, and I'm tracking with him, I was just mindful of the fact that I've just stood here for 30 minutes and read a script. Now, I wrote the script, but it's a script nonetheless. My script is, in its latest edition, my script is about five years old. Larry, on the other hand, is reading this blessing that's probably as old as the Catholic Church is and has been read over multiple couples as they got married. And, there, you know, I saw, I was blessed as he read it. I'm like, this is just good stuff. I mean, you know, it, and I'm like, the church. We are far more united if we'll just start looking at each other and seeing God in the other and celebrating that regardless of our differences. That creed that has been with the church from the beginning, second century, that creed has been read over and over and over again. And we read it today which gives us the communion of the saints. Those that have gone before us, those that are waiting, as Hebrews says, those that are waiting for us to fulfill what they didn't get done in their time frame, we now have the privilege of completing their journey for them. When we're in in unity. And unity is as simple as that creed. And when... Things come along that divide us. I think we need to, instead of assuming that that division is of God, I think we need to look at that and go, am I bringing peace? Am I a person of peace? Or am I a person that creates disorder when I come into the room? Does chaos follow me? Does peace peace follow me? If peace isn't following us, then we we need to get a sozo jesus where are you right now so anyway father we thank you for today we thank you for all that's been shared just the richness of what you're doing in our midst lord the possibilities and probabilities that you are putting before us lord we 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 embrace those we embrace the mystery Uh, we we embrace it in faith and Jesus, thank you for today. We as we go and celebrate with sharing food with one another, bless this time together. Thank you for each one that's prepared things. And Jesus, above all, just be glorified in our midst. Amen. Amen. Goeth, eateth.